We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, let's bring in Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter, brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, D. Hey, guys. How are you? Wouldn't you agree with that statement by Andy? Jim Schwartz either skipped media training day or he said, hey, thanks for all that. I'm not using it. <laughs> I mean, I, he did control the press conference. There's no uh, question about that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he sounded like a human being and not a robot. So that was right. kind of refreshing. All right, Darrell, I want to take us off track here for just one second because you had a story, I think, that broke this morning that you wrote. I was just I went to go uh, click it up at 923 The Fan. Uh, some renovations over to the stadium? Well, I don't. I wouldn't say renovations. They're just adding more field seating. So, they, is it going to be seats, or are they putting seats, suites yeah. in there, or they're just yeah, gonna... no, just just seats? And then uh, I'm I'm guessing they're going to use the uh, you know that club by the locker room because uh, it's going to include club access. But gotcha. They're just adding more expensive seats to the uh, the the front row of the stadium. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I missed the drum line. That's all I can say. Ah. Uh, Good Lord. I like the drum line. I thought the drum line was a great idea. I was a fan of the drum line. I thought they brought energy and, you know, there's something special. about migraines. Oh, stop. When it comes to when you go to high school games or you go to college games, there's a feel about just hearing the instruments. And, you know, I'd like, I I'd like to have. I liked. I thought drum line was really good. Too. I'd like the Browns to have their own marching band. Again, right? Didn't they have one at one point? No, they had their They've little... They've always used high schools? had a little jazz band. I would like them to win more than eight games a season. Oh, I Stop. Was just a... <laughs> Stop. We're not here to talk about football. We're here to talk about everything off the field. Uh, no, I'm here to talk about that's football. that's really about all the Browns have to offer their fans these oh. days. Oh, all right. Well, then let's go back to the defensive coordinator, who I thought had some stuff to offer <laughs> yesterday. We both like the hire, Daryl, um, and I mean you and me. I know Andy does as well. But I, the one thing I thought when, when Schwartz was talking, I thought, yes, I love it. Absolutely. Now, how do you pull it off? And it was pressure the quarterback, get to the quarterback without blitzing all the time or that often. And I love that. Does he have the personnel to do that right now? Can you scheme that out of this crew, or does does he need help? No, there's there's going to be some, I think, roster tweaks this offseason, Jeff, to allow him uh, to – do what he wants to to do with that front seven. Um, but I, I think that, you know, he's going to have a conversation with Miles Garrett about expectations, not just about, regarding performance on the field, because it's hard to argue with the performance on the field. But I think, you know, off the field, what's going to be expected 
uh, of Miles Garrett. The, the, the fact that he uh, mentioned that the best players will be held to the highest standards, um, you know, that's obviously, uh, without saying it, that's pointing right in Garrett's direction as well. So um, they're, they're gonna, there's going to be some changes uh, to that defensive line th- this offseason. But it's um, for fans that are expecting that the defense is going to be sending the house on every passing down, that's, that's just not going to happen because Schwartz doesn't subscribe to that philosophy. He believes that they can get pressure uh, on the quarterback and be effective and disruptive in the backfield without having to actually do that. Daryl, does he fit the mold of the current coaching staff? And is that I think that might be a good thing that he doesn't. I, I don't think he's – like. I, I think he's going to be a great compliment for Kevin Stefanski if this thing works out right and they start to win. But I, his personality yesterday, and again, it's a press conference, and we talked about winning the press conference. But for some reason, I don't think he's on that. Like we were talking about that, it just I don't know. He just seems like he's a little bit different. Still believes in the same philosophies, but can get his point across in a different way. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, two words come to mind immediately: people skills. He has them, and that's that's I think very very important. And I I don't know that this coaching staff or uh, everybody I should say on this coaching staff has those. And I think that the results, especially on the defensive side of the ball, were reflective of that. Um, you know, he he talked about uh, trust and relationships with players and. You know, the ability to chew them out for doing something wrong in practice one moment and then, you know, putting your arm around them as you're walking off the field, uh, you know, laughing and talking about other stuff uh, the next moment. And you need that. I mean, that that's really uh, what the, you know, some of the best coaches have the ability to do. And that is an element that he's going to bring to this team, which I think is sorely needed. Daryl Ryder's joining us. He's our Browns beat reporter. I like his thought, Daryl, and I thought it was really interesting. And tell me if it was just what he thought he should say or what did you think of it when he said, hey, it's Kevin's staff. It's not It's not my staff. You know, there are coaches here. I've, I've gone to places in Philadelphia. I was the last guy in. They had a staff and other places where I've helped bring in coaches. It's Kevin's staff. That's his call. He hired me to coordinate it. What'd you think? Three words. Know your role. Jim Schwartz knows his role. Um, so I I didn't have an issue with it. I, I thought it was uh, another plus on the grading scale for the press conference uh, that he checked off. But, yeah, I mean, he, he knows his role. It's it, it's not his job to staff, uh, to, you know, staff the coaching staff. That uh, falls under Kevin Stefanski's uh, purview. His job is to – come in and either work with the, the people that are already here or, um, you know, work with Kevin to uh, make whatever changes they feel are most beneficial. But, yeah, I mean, the, again, it goes back to, to people skills. Can can work with the people that I'm told to work with or I can, uh, you know, help out in finding uh, other people to work with. Daryl, what do you think of the story about the turkey? Oh, the turkey sandwich? Yeah, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about this on the podcast. I, I, like, as I was listening, I was really nervous for him, thinking that Bill was just going to lay into him and his career was over at that moment. 
I, I thought it was a great story. Um, a lot of nostalgia in the press conference uh, yesterday, obviously, because his career began here in 1993 when he was uh, driving people to and from the airport and getting getting people coffee. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the Belichick turkey sandwich story is priceless. The fact that he lives to this day <laughs> to be able to tell that story. Um, and the... <laughs> when he mentioned how Bill just like walked out of the room mumbling and grumbling, I thought was one of the better antidotes because you could just, you could visualize as he's telling the story, right? You can visualize everything that's happening, what that scene looked like as he's talking about it. And you could just see Bill turning around with his head down, sulking and just mumbling as he you know, left the room. I, I thought it was a fantastic story. I enjoyed his comments about linebackers. And obviously the Browns have had some guys who might be a little on the smaller size at linebacker or whatever. And Schwartz said, you just because you're 240 or 50 pounds doesn't mean you're impactful. What does that mean for the position group, Daryl? Well, I, I mean, I, I just think he that was just his way of the saying he can work with what's here, um, that not to get caught up in where the guy comes out uh, on the scale. Um, you know, um, he mentioned David Long, who we worked with in ten, Tennessee, and he was 215 uh, pounds. Uh, he had brought up, I think it was Derek Brooks. Um, you know, he did the one, the one, I guess, barrier that he put up was he's not crazy about guys being above 250. Yeah, don't go over 250. Yeah, like that, that's his threshold of comfortability. But, um, when he mentioned that instincts and communication ability and explosiveness were most important to him, who do you think he's talking about there? JOK, right? I would think so. So, yeah, I, so I think that that was just his way of saying that, you know, don't get caught up in the numbers game. Um, look, I'm a believer and, uh, that the Browns need a thumper at linebacker. They just need a guy that can just go big, strong, fast, smart, athletic. They can just go in there and wreck a game. And I just, I really don't feel like the Browns have had that since 1999 at that position. Um, and they've had good players. Don't get me wrong. They, you know, they, they've had good players, but they haven't had game changers at linebacker. And I just, my own football philosophy is I think the Browns desperately need that in this division. You need it. Um, you can't just count on your defensive line or your, you know, your defensive tackles to handle that for you. Um, you know, having guys that can make plays that come to them. Yeah. The Browns have had a lot of that, right? Need guys that can go make the plays. Now I think, I think JOK is one of those guys. Um, I don't know if he's a consistent game changer, but he has shown you the ability to go and make plays and not just sit back and have plays come to him and 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 make them 5, 10, 15 yards uh, down the field. But, yeah, I, I just I feel like that's kind of a, a missing piece. And maybe that ultimately is J-OK because, uh, again, I don't want to sell him short, but I – I still have questions as to whether or not they have that. But, yeah, I thought that that was an important 
note because there's just been so much conversation about the Browns linebackers being too small mm-hmm. or too light or you know whatnot. And um, and Schwartz basically said, yeah, that's not as important as you know people want to make that out to be. Would you bring back Anthony Walker? Uh, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Me too. Yeah, I, 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 and Walker said uh, during locker cleanout that he, he is very open to coming back. He'd like to come back. Uh, he doesn't want to be a guy that you know bounces around the league in that. So I, I, I would bring him back because. I think that even from a leadership standpoint, the Browns really missed him on the field. You know what I'm saying? And I think that he could have, um, while he was around the team after he had his surgery, and you know the, he had the you know the brace and sleeve on his leg and that. And he, I mean, he was around the team. He'd watch practice. He'd be in the locker room and stuff like that. But it's tough to really be a leader when you're on crutches. Um, and I, I just, I think he brings some of those in, important intangibles to the locker room in, in addition to his, uh, uh, you know, uh, ability to play the game, but yeah, I would bring him back. Absolutely. Here, a last thing, uh, Andy's pumped our positional <laughs> breakdowns. Look at the offensive line coming up at one. So o'clock excited. Today. So excited. Let, let me just, <laughs> we're going to prime the pump with you responding to this. Okay. Would you do anything at left and right tackle other than bring back Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin. Well, I mean, Conklin is, uh, is signed, sealed, and delivered, so he ain't going anywhere. They already brought him back uh, for the next four years. Uh, left which, tackle. Which I, which I like, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they have spent big money uh, on that offensive line. It, you know, the, both guard positions and then, of course, now right tackle. They still have Jed Wills on his rookie contract. Uh, whether it's uh, Ethan Posick or Nick Harris next season, we'll see. Um, but I, as much as I like Jed Wills, he's just not consistently good enough for me. And um, he needs to get the game, get his game to the next level. Um, and I don't know if he can. So. I think that they should see what's out there at left tackle. And if anything, bring somebody in to back up Jed Wills. I I think that that might be the approach because, you know, Andrew Berry's not going to replace one of his draft picks. Daryl, thank you for priming the pump for our offensive lineman. Look at one o'clock. Thank you. Thanks, Daryl. Always glad to be of service. I'll look forward to listening to you on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, With? subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Two of us. Available where you get to. If you want to be a part of our next mailbag show, hit us up on social media at Game Day CLE, Instagram, wait, wait, wait. and Twitter. Bye, Daryl. Later. Take care, guys.